Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. U-U-S-A! U-U-S-A! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. I'm pretty much the monkey with the bone. Believe in the Zags. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. It is mid-June. Not a ton of Zag news, Rob. Boy, oh boy, do we have a special show today. Oh, and I was just saying to you, I know I was not baked during the show because I could not stop laughing. I could not. I'm sorry. I don't know what it was. I just could not stop laughing. 13-year NBA veteran, 2010 All-Star, Chris Kamen. Oh joins the show today and rob texted me earlier this week he was you know how about chris came i was like sure because <laughs> he plays basketball and he played basketball in such a way right. where he was he was the big unathletic white guy Dead, so, but could score he could score you know I, like i said the year he was an all-star I looked it up. He was averaging like 18.6 and like yeah. 10. He almost averaged a double-double. It was like 9.6. Yeah, no, he's legit. He had all the moves, both hands. He could finish with left, right. No, he was great, great footwork, unbelievable footwork. So, but I always thought not a ton of personality coming from that guy. Boy, was oh. I wrong. Why do you don't, you don't remember his hair? I remember his hair, and I, but I still remember, <laughs> I remember like rolling my eyes watching Chris Kamen play or every time someone would mention Chris Kamen. Like, no. you don't take a team with Chris Kamen on it too seriously. You know what I mean? No, but at the same time... The he was dude, a baller. He was a baller. I mean, I've never seen a big with great feet. And, like, you going back to... I learned a lot from him with that long year of just be who you want to be. You know, own it. Yeah, yeah. And, he does that. <laughs> um, he'll I, I i promise he'll be back on uh, oh dude we have to have him back on he's uh uh about as fun as it gets did you feel like uh, he, did you feel like he could have talked to us forever because he just wanted to get away from he was locked in his car i felt like we, he was in his driveway yeah he was he was definitely getting away from the family a little bit he had never used zoom he was excited to use zoom <laughs> he uh he, he, he was great. He, I, I, I think on some issues, him 
And I don't. We're not gonna I, go. We're not even gonna touch the issues he touched. We don't see eye to eye, but I could see myself being friends with you know. You know what I mean? Oh, we're definitely now, on. Yes. We're, on a, we're on two different sides of things, but I could. I could see us laughing about it. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. You did. I'd never seen you laugh so much. Well, the, the, I mean, he, he shares some really good stories about uh, how people don't realize how tough it is being like a end of the bench player. Yeah. Especially after being an all-star, how For frustrating sure. that is and how, you know, when you get four or five minutes, you have to make the most of them. Like, your next contract depends on it. It's just, like, a pressure-filled four or five minutes. But the way he describes that pressure is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at his stat sheet. Oh, the- yeah, dude. Yeah, no, but he was an all-star. He was in probably one of the greatest draft classes. And he was, like, a lottery pick in that draft class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't – the man is a, a legend of his own. So – Ah, oh, man. Who knew? Well, you can bet on that. I know that. You can bet on that, buddy. I bet uh, I bet some PGA Tour last week. Did you? Did you win? Didn't win. Didn't Sorry. win. Going to turn it around this week, though. I'm going to go to betonline.ag, baby. Golf is back. UFC's been back. NASCAR's back. Soccer, European soccer's back. I don't know if we're going to have baseball sort of subject. Do you care if we have baseball or not? Are you losing any sleep over when no, you get to watch see, the Mariners? I, no. <laughs> I just missed something. Here, the thing was, baseball was that background noise. You At know. a bar or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, no. Like, even if you had some friends over, you'll just throw the game on. And you don't even, like, pay attention. And, oh, oh, you hit a home run, you know. But Yeah, I do miss that. I do miss that. It's going to be interesting to see if the NBA does come back. That's um to and the if bubble. they and if they don't if they don't come back the owners are gonna try to mess with the CBA there might be a lockout next season you know I, that is something I wanted to it's in my notes to talk about that with Chris and uh, you just couldn't get a word in I understand seven, seventy <laughs> minutes into the interview I was like I'm not there's no way I'm not asking this yeah like, we no. have we have a we we can get his opinion anytime yeah 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 anyway. <laughs> betonline.ag or use your uh, mobile device to join it now betonline.ag receive your welcome bonus baby welcome bonus all you got to do is sign up and you get a welcome bonus if you want to if you don't want to bet european soccer if you don't want to bet nascar if you don't want to bet pga they have hundreds horse of racing. Live, horse racing they have hundreds of uh, live casino games poker tournaments and all the best props in the biz again that's betonline.ag to receive your welcome bonus and start playing today. I believe the promo code is my pod. It's been my pod forever. It's not in this read though. Oh. So uh, try promo code my pod, M-Y-P-O-D. Outside of that, Rob, what do you say we, we, we toss it down to the big man? Good luck, y'all. Good luck. Oh my God, I'm sweating. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think everyone's sweating after that. Chris oh, came in it's, yeah. it's mid June. I had, I had a little trouble. We had a little trouble. I'm not a very techie guy these days. The a whole, lot has happened since I retired. The whole world, <laughs> the whole world has converted to zoom meetings except for Chris Kamen until today. Well, now I don't need today. to talk to anybody. Dude. Now you you're, know, if I just want to talk, if I want to talk to Rob, I just call him on the phone. I don't need to do a, a zoom, you know? 
Hey, right. now, you, now, now I got your number. Now you can call me whenever, buddy, and we can talk Zoom stuff. It's, I guess what's the, what's the point of, like, a, what's the point of a phone if you, everybody's just going to use their, you know, their technology and just use iPads? We might as well, even, I'm just going to Zoom everybody from now on. Just, all I need is the <laughs> Zoom app and nothing else. Are you, are you an Apple guy? Or are you an iPad guy? Something tells me you're not. Yeah, I do Apple computer, oh, okay. Apple okay. Uh, iPad, and then I have the iPhone. But I don't get, like, the newest versions. I'm still on, like, uh, I don't know. I got the iPad Pro from when I played for the Blazers. I just kept that. So you are in a car. I missed you, Chris. Where, where are you right now? So you're, you're in a car on your iPhone. Yeah. Where, where's, where's, your car, where's your truck at right now? I am on my farm property. We have like an 80-acre kind of uh, – we have some goats, pigs, cows, chickens, ducks, geese, donkeys, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and I'm, there's like two big barns, the main barns. There's like trails through the woods, and I'm just—I needed somewhere where I wasn't going to get bothered. So there's a lot of people that are off and on the property, and I just want to make sure I wasn't going to get bothered, so I could have my full undivided attention to to you guys. We appreciate that. Where's the farm? <laughs> you won't I give live, us. Uh, I live just. No, I live just. I'll just say I just live north of Grand Rapids, a little like a you know an hour north of Grand Rapids, oh, which is like the major okay. kind of hub, the major kind of hub. I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, and then I went to Central Michigan. And then uh, we always just kind of stayed close to home. My parents, uh, my brother and sister and parents all live in, you know, the, uh, within an hour of me. So um, I'm just hanging out pretty much in the same kind of area. I just need a little bit more space than just 10 minutes away where they can just stop in. At the time when I was playing, they would just stop in a lot, and I didn't really like that. Come on. So we yeah. did. So they, so they can't just – well, Rob knows what that's about, but they, they can't just stop in that way anytime they want to. Are you the most yeah. successful Central Michigan basketball player in the history of Central Michigan? Mm-hmm. I would say no. I would say probably Dan Marley. Ah, Thunder Dan. Uh, you know, playing in the Olympics and and playing in the finals, having he he was just. I mean, overall, I think he probably had a better uh, you know resume if you could look back on it. I, I I would say I'm definitely close second, but not first. God, hey, I gotta get this. I'm not that. I'm not that arrogant. I'm not that arrogant. I was, I was hoping I, I was hoping you were. I was that's what I was that's what I was getting at. I was hoping you no. were. Hey, I gotta get this urban no, myth no, out, no. Chris. I gotta get this urban myth no. out. Is it true? Is this really an urban myth or are you just gonna say it's an urban myth and make something up? <laughs> that's exactly what Jack, that's exactly what's about to happen right here, isn't it? It's gonna be like this urban myth. I'm it excited. Really I'm excited. Urban myth. Go ahead, it, Rob. Rob, go it, ahead. Make him happy. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> is it true you showed up to practice site the practice facility in portland with a dead deer in the back of your pickup that is a hundred percent true rob wait a minute okay, i want to show up it was my first so every city i played in right you're not going to hunt in la you got to go four hours away to hunt uh, I'm, you're not gonna hunt. you could do New Orleans, but that was like uh, the year I got traded. It was a lockout year. There wasn't time to do anything. I didn't know anybody. I was there for like three and a half months, and then the next year I was yeah. with Dallas and I hunted. A li- I started to get a little bit more hunting in, and then uh, my first real experience was Dallas. I shot one uh, six point deer, and then uh, in a bobcat, and then uh, the next year I was in LA again, unfortunately with you, and <laughs> but then and then. Well, you know that, bro. Let's be honest. That year was crazy, bro. That was crazy that year, you know, All like with Mike D'Antoni and then. 
Yeah, and I mean, no offense to Sean Williams, but Sean Williams was the starting four for us, and I was sitting on the bench barely playing. I mean, it was crazy to me. It was crazy to me that Mike D'Antoni, the small ball style, he just loves it, you know. And I, I mean, all well, the respect the he's had, now, a man. little bit of success. Yeah, I know it's terrible. I mean, it makes me throw throw up in my mouth. Um, but anyways, so then I from 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 L.A. Lakers, I went to Portland for two years, and you can drive like forty minutes and be hunting. So. Uh, the first year, I met these guys out in the country a little bit from there, and I shot a mule deer, and I was pumped to show everybody. It's my first mule deer I ever killed. And, uh, you know, back east, we don't get mule deer. We don't have them. We have whitetail only. And so I was pumped, so I brought that thing in the back of the truck in the parking lot, and I was showing everybody that walked by in the facility. Oh. And of course, oh, of course, all the uh, of course all the uh, the brothers thought I was a little crazy, you know, and kooky, but some of the white guys were a little bit like, oh, that looks cool. How long did it stay in the back yeah. of your car? Well, you know, I cut the uh, – Rob has a parsley, right? I cut the horns and the skull and the head off. This is just a little bit over the top. I hope people don't get mad <laughs> oh, at no, me about this. But no, I'm a, no, this I'm a hunter. A I'm a hunter. Okay. I'm a hunter. I know Spokane, Washington, there's probably a lot of hunters around. But, like, back east, you just don't talk about this stuff. L.A., you just don't talk about this stuff. Anyways, I don't really care. Uh, I do what I do, and I'm not worried about other people. But, anyways – so I, I cut the head off, so all the meat went to the processor, and I just kept the skull and the head and the horns, and they were just in all the cape. The whole cape was sitting in there. I had salted it all and okay. left it in there. I'm picturing you so had just shot that. I had that. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I shot it like a day before, and I took the they took the meat to the butcher, and then I, I kept the horns and the skull in the back. But you know what's crazy? The first year I rented a house in Portland, I had that thing sitting out because the bugs were going to eat the maggots and flies. We're going to eat all the, the brains out and everything. That's kind of what you do. Yeah. Uh, and so one of the guys came in that was fixing the power line, stole my horns. Like, just stole them out of the yard. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I was kind of – it wasn't like a nice buck, but I was, like, ticked because it was my first one, you know. I wanted to, like, yeah. put it on a mount. I was just – I was like – I said to my wife, I'm like, honey, who would just steal, like, it was a random, like, terrible four-point. And I was like, who would just steal this four-point? Like, it's terrible. I don't know. It was just, I was like, I still don't know what happened to it to this day. I, there was only people that came in the yard. It was a big fence all the way in the pro on the property because we had two dogs. It was like five acres fenced in. And the only people that came to the gate was the landscaper and the power company. Maybe the guy just I mean, hated Central Michigan. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he don't even know he knew who lived. I'm not even sure he knew because we just rented. I'm not even sure he lived there. Jack, did you play hoops too, or what's your background? I did not play hoops. My own, my background is I went to Gonzaga, and I like to sound about. So just that's it. Did you party with Rob before or something? I did. Yeah, we partied <laughs> a little bit in college. No, that's a fair question. We partied a little bit of college. I was a year ahead of him, so I was established on the scene in Spokane when Rob came in, and then you know I didn't spend seven, yeah, so years, you... seven years there like Rob did. But uh... <laughs> Rob still Rob still goes there. Yeah. Still yeah, yeah. He's just, every, day's a, every day's a struggle. Every day's a struggle for Rob. It's fine, though. He'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, just, I gra yeah, I graduated. Uh, well, I was like one class ahead of Rob. We were both, gotcha. But we were both in high school in 2003 when uh, Chris Kamen was the Mac player of the year and entered into maybe the best NBA draft class of all time. That or 96 with Kobe, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. 80, uh, 84. One of those two. Yeah. 89. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're counting Jordan, if you're counting, you know, Jordan's draft was decent and a couple of good players, but I think 96 and 04, 03, 04 was loaded. I mean, those were ridiculous years. So 03. You got to pluck, pluck 84 because Jordan, I get that. But really, yeah. Elijah Juan, Jordan, who else was in there? 
No, I guess I guess I'm just used to always saying '84. It just rolls off. The yeah, top. Well, that was before '96, and then it was before '03. I guess it depends on how LeBron James finishes up, and Melo's coming back and playing with the Blazers too. It could be. I mean, Dwayne Wade, Bosch. If Bosch hadn't got hurt, you know, the blood clot situation, I think he would had a really nice finish to his career as well. I mean, he's a talented think, player. I think people don't realize how high you were picked in that class, but you were sixth overall. Yeah, but it, who cares? You know what I learned? You know what I learned? This is interesting. No, listen, listen, listen. This is this is interesting, right? I mean, you look at that draft class and you think Darko Milicic, number two. Okay, yeah. the guy was a bum. But but there's no bums in the NBA, bro. This is the top 450 players out of almost 8 billion people in the world. So was he really a bum? Not really. But for the NBA standards, he was 17. That was one tough pick that people didn't – but I used to go against Darko – a lot in different teams. I thought he had some, some really good skills and good talent, but I just thought people didn't understand him because of the language barrier at first, and so he struggled a little bit in Detroit. I mean, who who in their right mind would play him over, you know, Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace and McDice? Nobody. So, of that course, was, he didn't they develop They won the year before, right? No, they won his first year. They won the title. That was my first year when Gary Payton and Carl Malone tried to join up, you know, if right. you can't beat them, join them, uh, Lakers. Mm-hmm. And they got beat by the Pistons, and Darko didn't – I mean, he didn't see the floor. And Larry Brown's a tough coach for rookies, bro, just straight up. I've he's heard. He's a tough coach. I've heard. He, he's, he just grinds. He's like – you know, he's some of those coaches out there, Nate, uh, Nate Larry, uh, Byron Scott. There's some guys that just – Oh, you didn't play for Byron. You, you should have played for Byron. No, I heard about uh, the training camp enough from everybody pulling hamstrings, and, like, I was like, you know what? I told Tim D, I said – Thank God, Timmy, I didn't play one more year there because Terry Stotts is like a blessing from above when it comes to coaches. Like, you can't even imagine, bro. Well, it's, we would have practice during the season. Maybe after every back-to-back, no practice. You know how it goes, Rob. But, uh, right. but our practice would be like start stretch to cool down stretch, 45 minutes, bro. Like, it would be unbelievable. Training camp. But he just knows. Like, he just understands players a little bit more than, than some and realizes, like, hey, if I grind these guys to nothing, they're not going to be good for me later on, you know. And I don't think – I think, like, I don't – I guess, you know, Byron Scott is the Pat Riley mentality, which, yeah, that's great, grind them. But the, the game is so much faster and so much more running and movement than it used to be. You just can't do that anymore. This doesn't fit. Yeah, you – I don't meant- know. I just, Go ahead. No, I just – I just – I don't know. Sometimes I watch – the style now and yeah it's high scoring and there's a lot of dunks and you know a lot of cool fantastic highlight plays but some uh, some parts of the game have gone you know like basketball is meant to be physically played you know and to there's these guys that when I played and when Rob first started that were so strong and so big and they just they can't find a place to play anymore really unless you're as good as like uh Joel Embiid and big you're not you know you're just not fitting in like the back to the basket post player it's like that's like um to get someone like that's so talented on their feet like that, like Tim Duncan, you know, there's a lot of guys, Kevin Garnett, there's a lot of different guys over the years that were like that, but they were just so talented with their footwork. You just, you don't see as much of that in a big guy anymore, man. They all just want to shoot threes. It's just the game. I don't know. I just, to me, I grew up, I was playing real physical basketball. That's how I liked it. I like to feel contact. I like to know where my guy was at. And so when I, when I, see how they play and how the towards the end of my career how they play we did a lot of post-ups because we had Aldridge and me uh, my first year there but when I see how they play now it just hurts like it really like just I don't want to watch it unfortunately I mean they're don't get me wrong there's some <laughs> some super talented players and really highly skilled players I mean the, the more than what we had when I started but 
the talent level has gone way up, but the, the game itself has slowed down. Soft. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I think. I think, Here's my question, I think you, you. Yeah. My question about how if they're skilled or not is, like, I think if you look at like Tracy McGrady and those guys in like your era, and like Kobe, they had to score in tight quarters because there was not a lot of yeah. space to score. So yeah. whereas whereas well, now you, you, have, that, 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 you have a whole lane to come down on now. You know? Yeah, and it's almost like they the pretty soon you're and this is just me like exaggerating, but pretty soon you're gonna see like a five second defensive rule. Like you can't they just want to open the floor. They just want right. things to open. They're trying to that's why they moved the three point line, not because they people were so good at shooting at, you know, where it was at, but because people want more space to make the game score faster. Because right. fans want to see scoring. They want to vote for guys who are averaging 30 points a game. They want to see people do things they've never done before. Well, listen, if I'm not saying, listen, when I say this stuff, I don't want to sound like the guy like, oh, he's just, I wasn't that good. I was, I was above average. I was solid. I played in an all-star game. I know what I was. I'm not, you know, stupid to the fact that I wasn't the best player ever and I wasn't the best center ever, but I was solid. I did a good job for a lot of years. But when I say this, I don't want to sound like I'm some like high, higher than, anybody else but like I want to see James Harden and Steph Curry I want to see him play when I first started and how the contact when you could come off a pick and you could hold the guard with your hand and he couldn't like some of those guys back in the 90s and and 2000s and the early part of 2000 you couldn't you couldn't score on like Ron Artest you could the reason why you couldn't score on him bro he wasn't fast he he would hold you everywhere you went he would have hands on you you know how strong he was Eric Snow yeah Air Rod Strickland, Eric Snow, you just, they didn't have enough weight in the weight room for some of these guys. I mean, they were just so powerful. And the way you could play, you could put a hand on a guard. And now you can't play, you put a hand on a big barely. I mean, I just don't, I don't, I personally, which my opinion probably doesn't matter to many, except maybe you, Rob, because, you know. But, but no, but, but my opinion personally is, is the game is just, it's, it's just so, I don't like watching it because everybody just wants to shoot. That, that's a good skill to be able to shoot, sure. But nobody posts up. Tim Duncan, I'm not joking with you when I say this. Tim Duncan, there was a point in time when he was one-on-one, he was unguardable. I don't know anybody who could guard him one-on-one. Not one single person. I don't know. Any, our plan always, double team, double team, double team, my whole career, double team. Until, you know, he got older and he just broke down. But, I mean, but he, he was still pretty good. And the system that they built around him was awesome to allow him to do it. But his footwork yeah. was just – I mean, he's my favorite player of all time by far. But – uh just the way he could do that and amongst the, he wasn't very strong. He wasn't very like big, like strong, like no. muscle man, but he just, he had angles and he knew footwork. He watched, he just studied and he knew people's movements and how they were going to guard him. And he just knew, he just had it all really, man. I, and I had a lot of respect hands. for someone like that. That could do all that. Yeah. And that could do all that in the time when it was so physical and so dominant, like with big guys, like, dude, when I first started, everybody had one guy that was just a big slob, huge guy that they would just feed him food the week before the game with the Lakers because we needed someone to guard Shaq. Every team had, like, literally had one guy. Uh, it's crazy, but, like, every you team the guy? had one guy. I remember the, no, I mean, me and another guy, we had Jelko Rabracha, Elton Brand, me, and my first, you know, the first seven, eight years of my career when Shaq was most dominant for me that I played against him. And for Yao Ming, you needed somebody big. And uh, at the end of the day, there were some guys who I'm not saying they're bums, but they wouldn't even be allowed to touch a basketball on a practice facility right now. When I played, they were just big <laughs> men to guard Shaq. 
I'm not so, even gonna say names because I don't do that. But that, uh, that's uh, fine. It was, if, it was like Jake. There was three or four guys that literally just they couldn't make a free throw. I mean, they couldn't make a they could put a they were a putback player that guarded check. That was it. And you had to have that, bro. He was three thirty, just jumping thirty five inches out of the gym with hands, you know, just a manhandling people. If you if Tim Duncan was the greatest big superstar you ever played against, is that is that fair to say? Big greatest power forward to ever play the game, okay. I think personally. Okay, who was who is the most overrated big you ever played against? And I'm talking like a superstar oh, caliber guy. On. No, 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 no. You don't have to pick, you don't, I'm not asking you to pick worst player. I'm not asking you to pick some scrub at the end of the bench. Whoa. I'm talking about a guy who was maybe top top two build on his team who you thought was. I don't even want to. I I don't even want to say it, bro. I I can't even say that right now, bro, because I would get so much. I would get crushed for saying this, but. Uh, there's it. one guy, I won't say who it is, okay. who I used to play against, okay. and I used and I used to punish, punish, punish uh, <laughs> all the time. And everybody's like, oh, he's an all-star, he's so good, blah, blah, blah. And I just I, – he would get, he would get fit, you know, 13, 15 rebounds a night, and half of them would come off the free throw line because nobody – he knew that his guards knew just to leave, and they left his rebounds alone. And then he would shoot the ball 20 to 25 times a night. And – I mean, and he was good. Don't get me wrong. He was good. But I just didn't – the way that they hyped this player up, I didn't think that they, you know, that – I I, I just – I just don't even try to get me to say a name, Jake. Don't even put a name out there. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I just – I'm not saying he wasn't that good. I'm just saying to me he wasn't what everybody thought he was. Like, to me, when you, like, went against Tim Duncan, you're like, I don't know what he's going to do, when he's going to do it. But this other guy – I just – I don't know. I just didn't think he was super sweet. I just think he he was solid for sure, 100% all-star, all that. But, like, the way that they was talked about him, I didn't – you know. Eastern Conference anyway. or Western Conference? Not – no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. when you said 15 rebounds, I was thinking Ben Wallace. But then when you said he shoots 25 times a game, I was right. thinking – Well, Ben Wallace – no, it's not, it's not Ben Wallace. Because Ben Wallace wasn't – to me, Ben Wallace was an awesome defensive player. For his size, legit, the dude's 6'8". Right. I mean, like six, seven, With, six. Eight. He's not big. Without the fro. And he's so he was yeah. And he's so talented. He was so talented in terms of like knowing how to get rebounds and shot blocking, and he could guard a lot of different you know. Um, he was like Reggie Evans of his size. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Rob, All right, Chris came. You're lucky. It, you're lucky, Rob. You're lucky. I didn't. I didn't do this in person because I would have punched you in the mouth right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chris. I don't. I know. I know. People don't read their own Wikipedia pages, but yours is impressive. You know, it's 2010 All Star, 2000. You know, six <laughs> overall pick in the 2003. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. Third paragraph is the Reggie Evans story. So I, I think we. When was the last? Would you guys meet before this and talk <laughs> no, about what no, you were talking about? We really, Rob. Did we mention it? I had. Oh, this we did not mention Reggie I Evans, but I just, I just myself, came to mind. I, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, it was a unique situation that I never thought I'd have to deal with when I played. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even still to this day don't understand why or, like, what was he thinking? Like, would that be like, hey, I'm going to do this, and then it's going to be cool. Like, I, like, I don't know, like, what was the – like, you know like, you know what I'm saying? Like, was it going to make me angry? Cause was I going to try to punch him? And then I would get ejected. Like, what was he doing? Like, I just don't know at so, this point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think people listening may not oh, have any question. idea what we're yeah. talking about. Let me let me just let me just set the stage real quick. It was a playoff. Yeah, series. go ahead, Jack. Set it for us. Set it for us. Because you were there. Set it for us. <laughs> it was a. I watched the YouTube video. 
just like an hour ago. I'm sure you have. <laughs> so it was a playoff series. <laughs> you guys, was it Nuggets? Clippers Nuggets? Yeah, at, no, it was uh, game three at Nuggets. We won the first two, and then we went to the Denver for three and four. Pepsi Center, and it's a free throw, and you're boxing. You did a great job boxing out Reggie. Uh, maybe too good of a job. Yeah, and then the ball, and then the ball comes off, and I'm gonna go like to go get a rebound, and I stop because someone's ripping my testicles off my body <laughs> with their hands from like, like from like from like up underneath. They're like from the backside pulling them down, and I'm just for a second, I just like, what just happened? You know, like that hurt. And then also, what just happened? And then I'm just like, this dude just grabbed my bag, bro. Like literally, I'm like. What do you, you know, like, I'm trying to sound as nice about this as I can without, like, using the inappropriate language. But, like, what did it, why? What in your mind are you, like, I don't know. That's just what I'm trying to fathom. I still can't figure it out when I think, when I really think about it. I just haven't thought about it in a while since you genius men brought it up. But uh, I just, I, you know, and then, and then I basically, I was concerned if I would have hauled off and punched them that they would have ejected me, right? And I was a starting five for our team, and he was a backup, you know, Four, five, third, fourth backup. You know, that came in and just hustled and got rebounds really and put back. He couldn't. He's, he couldn't make a shot to save his life. But let me. Rob will tell you right now. He's one of the strongest players. I was just about to that, say. I was just. He's about crazy to. strong, bro. Like literally, like just. I don't know if that's like country strong or like what he was doing growing <laughs> up on a farm. I'm not sure, but he was really, really strong uh, player. Like really strong. But then the and so he was talking like, okay. And that, but but when someone does that in your mind, like I don't care how strong he is, I'm still gonna try to fight him, you know, like I'm trying to blow his drill out. That was my plan. And I'm like, okay, wait a sec, because I, I had about two three seconds. I was like, wait a sec, if I do that, they're gonna it's gonna be bad. Because I just thought about Carmelo in my head that 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 Denver Nuggets that New York slap, Knicks fight. I thought about slap. that whole scene. Yep. And I was like, oh, I better not do that. So I just shoved them down because I figured they might give me a flagrant one or whatever. So I shoved them down and the refs gave me a flagrant one. And then Steve Jabby came up and he's like, what the F, you know, basically what the F are you, he didn't swear, but he's like, what the, you know, what the, are you doing? And I was like, bro, he just grabbed my balls, like, and tried to rip them off. I said, you need to watch the footage. And so he's like, if he did, he said, if he did that, he's like, <clears throat> he's like, if he did that, he, there's going to be problems. So then, so the, I thought, honestly, I thought, um, the NBA fined him and everything, and it was in the playoffs and all that. It was a big talk. Charles Barkley was talking about it, was talking uh -huh. about it, whatever, on the TNT thing. And uh, Well, I thought they didn't fine him enough based on how they were fining people back. They only gave him a $10,000 fine. So I don't know what, what was behind that logic, but, like, all I had to do was throw a punch, and then the, he would have thrown a punch. Five grand. I was going to say, are well, you offended that the NBA didn't value your I guess he, you're not worried. You're, no, I'm just saying, because it was like a few games before that somebody like threw an elbow and got like a $30,000 fine or so. I can't remember what it was, but then they gave him like a $10,000 fine and no suspension or nothing. So I was like, man, what the heck? I should have just blew his grill out. That's what I thought about afterwards. Like, man, I should have just blew. And whether I would have won that fight or not, I don't know. The dude's a, a freak, a freak strength, you know, man. But uh, and I'm sure he's been in a couple tussles in his life. And so I... I didn't, I didn't care at the time. I, you know, I kind of went to a point where I was like, okay, this might be not a, a terrible idea, but it also might be bad. So I didn't want to miss the playoffs because my first playoff series too was my, my third year. And uh, actually my second year, second or third year and uh, my third year. And, uh, and so I didn't want to miss any games. So I didn't, I just shoved them down and they just came, they rescinded my flagrant one and just took to a personal. Um, and then he basically got a $10,000 fine. But I was like, what in the world is this? I, I just thought it would have been more, you know, based on what was going on at that time. 
Uh, wow. Thanks for bringing that up, Jack. That, no, that's well, wonderful that you brought that up. I, for a second, I thought you were hesitant <laughs> you to too. tell it. You too, Rob. I, I like how you guys led into that. First Rob said that, and then you jumped on it. I like that. Hey, <laughs> Chris, Chris, what is your diet now that you're you're not playing anymore? Same, buddy. I'm a meat-eating fiend. I bet. I, I raised uh, – I raised – bro, I bought uh, – I bought – I bought a herd of Wagyu cattle out of Oregon, and I raise Wagyus here in Michigan now. Stop. And that's all I eat is the Wagyu beef. And I, we raise all our own pigs. Uh, they have, like, five-acre enclosure, and I just they eat all the natural stuff around the ground. And then we feed them a non-organic, non-soy uh, – excuse me, non-GMO, organic, non-soy feed. And we, I raise my own pigs, and I eat all my own food. We grow a garden. Um, I, I'm still working on, like – uh, we got a greenhouse. I got a full commercial kitchen. I milk my own. I'm, I haven't yet. We used to milk my other cow. She passed away. She slipped and fell and tore something or packed her chest and she couldn't get up. So we had to put her to sleep. But so I got her daughter and pretty soon I'm going to start getting milk from her and having my own creams, butters, cheeses, and all that oh stuff. My, I'm just trying you're to be, all about this. Trust me, trust me. If this pandemic taught me nothing, it's just don't rely on the grocery stores. You know, you're almost off the grid. It feels like. Oh, I want to get some solar and be able to do that, but uh, I consume too much energy. It would need to be like a crazy amount of solar. I got a walk-in freezer and a walk-in cooler, so that's where we store all the meat. Once we butcher it, we we you know we put them in, and then we sell them. A USDA certified, and we sell them uh, through a buddy of mine's store, and uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and for me, I just I want to be where I'm. Also, it's helpful to me. I think um, a big problem with where we're at, why we are where we are. Obviously, I'm not talking about this whole brutality situation. I'm just talking about in general with pandemics and, and so many, so many people on. Well, no, I just don't want. I don't mean about that stuff, the protests. And I stuff. know. I mean like I where know. we're at. I know, Rob, but you get a little over the over the top a little bit, but it's all right. But I mean where we're at in terms of why so many people are so over. No, but like, listen. <laughs> yeah, we both do. Sure. Uh, but I mean, why, where we're at, where there's so many obese people and so many people are unhealthy and more people are taking drugs on a daily basis than they ever were before. And, uh, so many, you know, cancers and different diseases that just reign supreme in the, in the world right now. And I just think the big problem is, is the way we grow our food and the way we eat and the things that are in our environment that shouldn't be. And I don't want my kids also another a systemic problem is parenting. Not that I'm a perfect parent because it's hard. It really is hard to do it right. But like these kids just grow up playing video games and just sit on iPads and on the TikTok and the Instagrams and all these different things. And it's like, I, bro, my, my, my brother has this, uh, not that this stuff is just wrong by itself, but the amount of time you spend on it, that you're not working or, or teaching your children how to do this, this, or this. So to live in this world, it's just, we're going backwards. Really. We're doing ourselves a disservice in my opinion, but I, my brother has this virtual reality thing. It's called like Oculus, I think. And I went over, I don't I play video games since I got married. I get rid of all my stuff. I don't do that. I just, I ain't got time for it. Uh, I'm too motivated to do other stuff for one, but I just think it's just a waste of time. So I go to my brother's house and he's got this virtual, he's like, hey, try this. So I slam this thing on. It's got these two joystick things you hold. And it's like, I don't know, it was like 530. And I just started playing it. And I'm just like, it's just this awesome, you know, it's like this game called Super Hot and you're shooting guns at people and you're running and it's pretty cool. But then... I like stop and I'm like sweating like profusely down my face and my armpits. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then I look at the clock, two hours went by before I realized what I was doing, bro. I was like, this is ridiculous. So like, yeah, these things are cool. And inherently themselves, like Instagram is not bad, but in, in Facebook and all this stuff is not bad. It's the way the world works now. 
But, like, what is it doing to our children to let your 12-year-old have his own Instagram page and be able to go through anybody else's Instagrams he wants or TikToks? And, my, I mean, just the other day, my nephews are sitting on their phone. They're just swiping up for, like, an hour and a half to sit in a chair. I'm like, what are you idiots doing? Go do something with yourself. Like, this is doing nothing sure. for you. And so that's another reason why I started the farm, because I don't want my kids doing that. Like, yeah, sure, the iPad for half an hour, do some, you know, some Minecraft or, you know, whatever – uh it just is you know but like for a bit but yeah just like so yeah. mom can make dinner or dad can have a break to sit down and get something to drink when he gets home from work whatever it is but like this abuse of these situations that go on is just and parents are like oh that's okay i see what you're doing but they don't really like look into it if you look into some of that stuff some crazy stuff going on and then like yeah. even the zoom my little kid was going to have zooms with his teacher you know he's five bear my oldest he's going to have zooms with his teacher and they're like, oh, we can't use Zoom because it was hacked and people were logging into these children's uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, I, uh, and it's just like the internet, yeah, there's some great things to it. And it's here to stay, folks. I mean, trust me, we're not going to get rid of it. But I'm just saying, but I'm just always so cautious. Of, I want my farm to be somewhere my kids go and learn how to work and learn how to – because think it, somebody's got to raise the food you guys are eating. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It's not – don't be Especially numb to the that fact Wagyu that – Wagyu beef. The other thing Wagyu. people – No, exactly, but another – Another thing that I always I'm pretty vocal about, like when people ask me, is just not that you ask me, but I'm just giving it to you. But uh, <laughs> it's just that like people are so naive to the fact of where their food comes from. Right. Yeah, I like steak, but I'm against animal killing. Like you're an idiot, you know. Like at the end of the day, you're an idiot. You're you're a, you're a, you're a moron if you are so numb to the fact that animals have to die for us to survive. And yeah, whether you're a vegan, I don't care. Someone's growing fertilizer somewhere off manure and they're putting it on your garden that's growing your vegetables so whatever you're doing you aren't yeah you don't use animal products which you do and you don't you're sitting on leather seat like all types of stuff people don't even think about and then people are just so numb like this like they don't realize you got to kill animals to get food i don't think a lot of people so come look at my farm not not just anybody but you guys can if you want but come look <laughs> at my farm we'll show you how it works no i mean I i'll show you to. how it works because people yeah, people have to – you wouldn't be able to bring your blanket with you, though, Jack. I wouldn't be able to bring my blanket? Yeah, that thing right there in your hand. Your little, oh, When he was a baby, Rob, it was his blanket, and he just, that's all that's left of it. He slowly just hung <laughs> on to it over the years. Chris, I think you're, you're a pretty self-aware guy. That's one thing I've gathered from you. Uh, maybe, maybe too okay. much. I think you're too humble. But I oh. – when people say Chris came in, I, think I know that's when important. When Rob, I think, I think humility, humility is one of my most important in my life for me. I just, yeah, I played in the NBA, and sometimes I forget that I played in the NBA. I'm like, man, I just played in the NBA for 13 years. That's crazy, you know. Unbelievable. Like Rob probably's done now, and he, yeah, and Rob probably's done now, and he doesn't even think about him. He's got a family and a, you know, you know, yes. and, and things, to businesses he's trying to do. So he's just like, I don't. When you're done, you're done. You're not. I'm not an NBA player you're anymore, done. man. I, I mean, done. I love the free, the free gear, and trust me. Yeah, I talked to a few of my teammates, Rob. I talked to a couple other guys. But for the most part, there ain't no trainers or coaches or staff calling me back. No one wants to talk to me right now. they got 15 new players, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're working on their new players and trying to develop their team and doing their job. But no one's calling you, like unless you're LeBron, Kobe, you know, the superstars. No one's calling you when you're done. No one wants – trust me, nobody wants me to do a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> never did. No one wants me to sell – no one wants me to sell Nikes anymore, and they never did. You know what I'm saying? It's just – 
it's all you're just a person at the end of the day and that's what i am i'm a, I'm a seven foot tall person that doesn't fit into hardly anything what does chris came in what are you doing now what, other than the farm what do you got going on now well, i got a i got a car dealership um a chevy and buick car dealership that i own i got some culver's restaurants that i own uh some apartment stuff the farm i got a construction company uh con small concrete company uh just a lot of different things i got um, I, I had, I just sold, uh, one of my ranches, uh, in Oregon that we would do some private hunts on and stuff. You so sold it? A lot of just different things. I have two, but I sold one and kept the other one. I couldn't have, bro, the one in Central I, I know Oregon? I made a decent amount of money. There's two in Central Oregon. I owned one, like just like 20 minutes from the other one. One was like, uh, 8,600 acres and the other one's 2,200 acres. Honestly, bro, I, I got, uh, you know, I made good money, but I can't afford to have two ranches. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of other things I want to do. I got a lot of things I want to do with the money, so I right. just, I sold out of it. Right. Back to your self awareness. When Rob texted me, Chris Kamen tomorrow, I immediately thought, Oh, Chris Kamen, Clippers. You're so closely associated with the Clippers, especially that decade. Yeah. How close were you on draft day to going somewhere else? So I had worked out one, two, and three were locks. You know, everybody knew Pistons. Uh, excuse me, uh, Cleveland Pistons and. Nuggets were going for those three, and then there was like this: me, Wade, Bosch, uh, T.J. Ford, at the Heinrich. time Michael Sweetney, Kirk Heinrich. There was those seven, eight players. There was I think Nick Collison, Luke Renard. There was like a group of like seven to ten of us that worked out for all these teams. And I knew I had worked out for uh, Miami twice. I worked out for Toronto twice, and I worked out for the Clippers twice. So I knew that those three were kind of my you know four, five, and six. I worked out for Milwaukee once, Knicks once, uh, Bulls once. So I knew those were my kind of the one through ten is what I thought I would be. And there was this Russian guy, Pavel Paul Colson. Paul Colson. He had he was like six foot, or excuse me, seven foot four, seven foot three. And the Clippers wanted a big guy. They knew they needed a big guy because Oval Candy just wasn't cutting it anymore. And uh, <laughs> I mean that's the reality of how it works. You the know, Candy you're, Man, um, first overall in, pick, buddy. One, yeah. Yeah, one in, one out, and uh, so they just weren't cutting it, cutting it anymore. And so he actually backed out of the draft because he had some problems with his pituitary gland, and that was good for me because I was like a true center. You know, there was only a couple of us. But and so when they picked Bosch, I knew it wasn't there. And then right when Dwayne Wade was picked, they called me, and I knew I was going right after as soon as before five was even basically finished. I knew I was going six. And they called me, but I honestly, now, I mean, I'm glad it worked out how it did. I was, you know, blessed to be able to do what I did for so long, but I didn't really want the time, but nobody wanted to play for the Clippers, bro. They were the bums, you know, they were the bums of the league and they had a terrible, literally there was a terrible reputation until Chris Paul was traded there and they got Blake Griffin. And before that, and we had a couple good years with Sam Cassell, Cassino Moley, Corey McGetty, Elton Brand, me, Livingston, Quentin Ross. Uh, we had a, a Good year run there. Another Ben Davis. But then basically, when everything turned around was when I got yeah, Chris Cat Mobley. Yeah, he's my guy. He's a good dude. Great dude. Uh, super talented player. That guy. I really liked him. Uh, a little different, but I like that. I'm a little different. So, uh, but then once basically Paul Chris Paul came and I mean I'm not, I hate to say this I personally think Donald Sterling got screwed, but that's just what I think. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think he was right. a good. Guy. No, time out. Time out. I didn't say what? he was a good guy. I never said that. I never said I he was a good that. guy. I know that. I never but, said you did. But listen say to me. That. But listen, yeah, of course you didn't. Uh, but <laughs> but let me ask you this, Rob. Let me ask you this. You how okay. many? You own some rental prop. You own some rental properties, yep. right? 
Yep. Yep. Do you own okay, do you own those by yourself? Yep. Okay. So what if someone in another rental association was like, Hey Rob, we don't like that you're a racist. We're gonna take those from you and sell them. You don't have a choice. But he made how more is that money. good? So he it, still doesn't, made... it doesn't matter how much money he Rob, <laughs> he didn't want to sell for one. He didn't want to sell. How but he made tons of money, how... Chris. He made two billion dollars. You don't think the print Hey, it's about money now? Is that all it's about? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you think what you're he's the only racist, you think you think he's the only racist pig that owns no, I bet I there's like sixty to seventy percent of them are racist white pigs. I'm sure they are. <laughs> right. Donald Trump Donald Trump is not a good person. Right. But but he as a president, I just seem to like how the economy was going, being a capitalist myself. Uh I like to see how the economy was going. I like to see some of the reforms that was happening. I would it was him or Hillary. I mean, flip a coin. My gosh, ten out of ten times, I'm, you know, I'm voting for Trump because I can't see Hillary being in charge. It's not well, Jack, the way that Jack it works. Jack is an extreme liberal. Okay, I wouldn't. I, I'm okay with I'm that. I'm he wears Birkenstocks. He's hotel Burberry all the time. What's wrong with Birkenstocks? I'm just saying that's a liberal thing to do. Oh, I wear Birkenstocks, and I can tell you I'm a pretty hard conservative. I know you are. I so know you. you are. Thank you. Just, just, I appreciate your stereotype about Birkenstocks, but it doesn't fit the mold. Oh, you can't stereotype but listen, everybody. All I'm, saying, all I'm saying is because the guy is a bad guy, you can just take something from him and give him money that you think is fair. Even it's more than fair. I think it was worth way less than that. I'm not saying he didn't get screwed in terms of what he got paid, but he didn't want to sell. That's what I'm saying to you. How can you just agree to take something from somebody? I just think that to me that just is Amen. so not the American way. I don't understand how it got to that, but it is what it is. It's done now, right? I mean, we're not going to return back the clocks. And I think he realized yeah. that too. That's why he stopped pursuing the, the whole thing. But I just think he got the shaft in, in that sense. You know, were you? Did you talk to him? But, was he around? Was he around no, ever? Or? No, he'd come in the locker room sometimes with some. Uh, some bimbos, but that would be about it. <laughs> no, he really I, would. He'd have I his missed little, you so have his much. Friends. I missed you so much, Chris. I was is, hoping. Is, I, you mean the honest, the honest realness that I bring? I know. <laughs> for you, uh, I, know. I was hoping. I re I did want to talk about Sterling, but I wasn't sure how to brought it up, how to bring it up. No, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you went there for. You can us. bring anything yeah, up. This is the Chris. easiest way to, Jack. Jack, this is the easiest way to bring something up. You just bring it up bring it up well you, and we had to bring yeah, it up i'll tell you what i think well i didn't bring it up yeah rob brought it up you <laughs> just right. jumped on the wagon i think when you were here, scared. yeah i was scared i think when the sterling thing went down were you on the lakers mm, at that point i might have been with the blade portland i'm okay. with portland okay yeah. So yeah, because me and Rob would have me and Rob would have talked about that when we were in the Lakers together. We would that would have been something to laugh about. And I don't remember oh, talking yeah. to him about it for sure. Interesting career. It spanned five different teams, all in the Western Conference, right? You never left the Western Conference. Yeah, I know, and I, most of it was pretty warm, pretty decently warm weather. I was pretty fortunate. I I came home to Michigan afterwards, and I the winters I just crushed me. I'm we're gonna try to find a place to live in Arizona or, or Florida. Oh, nice. I can't do it, bro. I'm telling you, after the holidays are over, I'm out of here, bro. It's crazy, run crazy the cold. Farm. Just, I got I got soft, man. I got a couple of guys that help me run it when I'm not around, but uh, I got soft, man. Playing for all those teams and all that nice weather in the winter, it got soft on me, man. Now, hey, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say. 
why did you get Wagyu? Is it after that plate you bought in Vegas? That yes, it's exactly when we went to dinner to Colby at STK. I was like, I'm eating this forever, bro. It was crazy. It was how good it Came was. Came and bought a five. What was it? Five to six hundred dollar plate. So of Wagyu they beef. said. Well, they're like, Kobe's paying. I'm like, yeah, dude's rich. Let's do it. And so I went, we went to the restaurant for the Lakers, like preseason, you know, team meeting and everything for the rookies and everybody. And uh, they had Wagyu on the menu. And I just, they said market price. Uh, they didn't say a price. So I was like, all right, it's Kobe's paying. I'm like, all right, give me 16 ounces. I want a pound. And they're like, are you sure? It's, uh, and he's like, yeah. And then I got the, the bill came. It was $586 for 16 ounces of meat. Kobe didn't blink an eye. And you got lobster, I too. I don't even think he knew that went through his credit card. I think they just, like, his wow. security just like, hey, swipe that. Here you go. Was that the only meal? He was a good dude. Hey, hey, he was a good dude that way. He took care of his teammates that way a lot. You know, he was good that way. What uh, – the? I mean, obviously the life of an NBA player, again, you're self-aware. You're not going to say it was bad at playing for any team. But the difference – in being, no, I would. I would. The difference, no, I would. The difference in being <laughs> the difference between be, being a Clippers player in Los Angeles and a Lakers player in Los Angeles. Well, the Lakers had 25 wins the year I was there, so the fans weren't really pumped about us <laughs> that year. And that was the year <clears throat> that was the year D'Antoni came in and tried to save the day uh, that year, and Kobe was just coming back off that Achilles tear. So he only played – literally, people like don't even realize it, but he only played nine games that year, and then he hurt his tibia or fibula. Uh, he fractured it and sat out the rest of the year anyways. And then that was the year after Dwight Howard and Steve Nash couldn't play half the year. Dude, it was like a, a band of misfits. Paul Gasol was softening it up that year. Like, oh, I got vertigo, my groin. He just no, – Nobody really want. Honestly, I, I just nobody really wanted to play. It was like a development year for the young guys. So, and I was oh. ticked because between us, not between us, because everybody's gonna hear it. But uh, <laughs> my conversation, my conversation at the beginning of that year, uh, was with Mike D'Antoni on the phone and Mitch Kupchak, and they're like, "Yep, we're gonna get you starter minutes. We're gonna play you a lot. Blah blah blah. Twenty five, thirty minutes. That was what they told me because they needed another big because Dwight was gone. They were feeling the pressure." And of course, Rob couldn't fill the fit the bill. So kiss my ass. What are you talking about? No, it was crazy because they told me all that, and I get there, and they're like, Mike Denhoy's like, yeah, we're gonna start Powell. We're gonna play. uh, We don't. We're not sure what we're gonna do with the four yet. And then Sean Williams probably started like I don't know fifty something games. I'm like, he was shooting like eighteen percent from the three point line. Something crazy. (laughs) And we would have these these team meetings. And I'll be like, oh, he's going to come and say that someone else is going to start. At least, even if it's not me, just somebody else that we can maybe, you know, change this, the, the way the game is played. And, and there was nothing wrong with Sean. He just was struggling because uh, shooting for some reason that year. But he played hard. Oh, he and was he guarding, had, he he was guarding Mark Gasol. And, like, he was guarding big. Yeah, and it, that was a problem. They kind of threw him to the wolves on defense. And so, um, but yeah, Tony had him in New York, and he shot the ball really well for him, you know, like from three. And so I think he thought, oh, this is the same guy. Well, I don't know if it was or wasn't. I didn't know that much about him. Um, but he just struggled that year. And so, and, and, and of course, you're more than – I'm just being honest here, but, like, you're frustrated when people that shouldn't play over you are playing over you. Yes, definitely, you know. But, like, that was two years post-All-Star, right? And so I'm like, I still got some juice left in the tank. And I'm like, I'm wasting it sitting on the bench behind Sean Williams, again, no offense, but like, and, and then, and he would even go smaller sometimes, Ryan Kelly, he, 
and, and Sean. Ryan Kelly, Ryan Kelly and, Sean. and Sean. They were playing those two guys because Powell, I mean, off and on, he, he would be hurt or he had vertigo <laughs> for like six games or something crazy. I don't know the whole story. He's a really good dude too. I, I liked him a lot as well. But it's just like that year was just tough. I mean, it was like I don't know what they were trying to do. And so you start the year thinking you're going to play a lot. And then you just don't play at all, at all. Oh, there's five minutes. Oh, thanks so much. There's three minutes. And Rob can tell you because he spent a lot of his career battling, like, not playing and then playing a bunch and then playing a little and then playing tiny and then not playing. So it's – and from experience, we both can tell you that it's hard to not play for, like, seven games and then just throw you in like, oh, Rob, come on, it's your time. Your Someone got hurt. Get up there. Your rhythm and you're gonna play is all 20 minutes. messed up. Yeah, it's just way, way – and the game goes so much – the game goes so fast, right? And then practice is like half of the game speed because nobody cares really except the guys that are at the bottom trying to work their way up. None of the vets really took practice serious on any of the teams I played with. Uh, and so they're all just – it's just a day off that they're just trying to get some shots up and get some rhythm in, you know. And so the game goes so fast, and you can't really slow it down without playing it a lot to be able to slow the game down to see things and angles and corners and where the pass is going, where the guards are cutting. There's a lot of different things. But you can't do that without playing. So, like, Rob would sit – like, me too. Sit five, six games, and then – Oh, it hurts. And I would, of course, not consult anybody and go get a PRP injection. He had to wait two weeks to go back to play. Uh, I've seen some crazy stuff, man, in my days. But, uh, but anyways, so Powell would go out, and me and Rob would go look at each other. All right, let's go. So me, me and Rob would be playing one-on-one all week after practice. There wouldn't be nothing else to do. We wouldn't get no tick. Right. And so then I'm like, who's going to be? Me and Rob. We were just having fun at the end of the bench, me, Ryan, and Rob. And, like, there wasn't really much to do. You're just watching, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm going in. You know, like, we look at each other, and, you know, you just – you get in there, and you get, like, five minutes. And you're like – and you look back, and you're like, what just happened? And you're like – and you'll get a couple of easy laps or something. You're like, yeah, there's four points, you know, whatever. There goes my percentage. So hard, you're, yeah, and then you're like you, – you get in there, and you just – you get, like, this wide open shot, and there's, like, three on the clock, and you're like, ah. So you got to shoot it at 18, 19 feet, and you just got in, and you clank it off, and then you're 0 for 1. You miss – some easy jump hook or something, you're over two, and you're like, I gotta make two more to get to fifty percent. Like, I'm not even gonna get two more shots. And so there's just like this it's just people don't realize that whole part of it, how difficult that is, like really honestly. That, it is man. it's so difficult to not play and then get in and get like six to eight minutes and try to do something with that time. You can nowadays there's a lot more rebounds available because a lot more people are shooting a lot more shooting versus like you know, scoring around layups and, and slashing to the rim. So there's a lot more rebounds. But you could get a few rebounds. You could maybe get a shot block and dive on the floor and take a charge if you try. But, you know, you might have six, eight minutes, you get one turnover because you set an offensive screen and you get a turnover. And you might get two <laughs> shots. You made one. You're one for two. And you might have got two or three rebounds. And you look at the stats, you're like, that ain't bad because you know you haven't played in seven <laughs> games. You're like, that's not bad. I haven't played in seven games. But then the coach is looking at the plus minus. You're like minus 18 in like six minutes. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's not a good time. Then well, the analytics, stats. too. The analytics is what runs yeah, the game. What's his name? Billy, Billy Bean or whatever his name is. Oakland Athletics, who started yeah, the whole ball. money ball. Yeah, thanks so much to him. They yeah, they, they tried it in basketball. Now uh, they're like, yeah, this plus minus is crap. Don't run that lineup. No one even cared about that crap. It's, did we win or did we lose? And that's right. what it used to be. Now it's like, oh, yeah, plus minus not good. That's a terrible lineup. This is this. And people just overthink it, man. It's a game of basketball, man. Come on. Let me play sometime, you know? And then, I, honestly – 
the end of the year, Powell missed the last, I don't know, 16, 20 games. I mean, I, I'm, my statistics are probably way off. It's been a few years. But me and Rob just, and Ryan all just got to play a bunch. We were just playing all the whole time. And, like, yep. they, I was killing people at the end of the year because nobody cared. I was like, let me get these buckets. And so we just go out there and just let it go, bro. And we had, like, Jody Meeks trying to get a contract, Nick Young trying to get a tra- – the clown Nick Young trying to get a contract. I mean, we had Kent Baysmore. We had so many different guys, and they're all trying to get contracts, and you're terrible. So, like, you know, when you win, you can get a contract pretty easy. But when you lose, forget about it, man. Chris Kamen, I, I, can, but, I can do this all day long. One question I do want to ask because we alluded to it a little bit, or you mentioned it. I said yeah. you, you played in five West Coast cities. The, 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 the New Orleans Hornets was the team I was mentioning. Oh, you did not like your time in New Orleans. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Why is that? Terrible, terrible, terrible. Why is that? Well, for one, you have to for one you have to live in New Orleans. Rob knows all about that, being himself from Louisiana. Oh my God! But this is that was a little joke for Rob. Uh, but no, <laughs> New Orleans was tough at the time because it was just a few, it was a few years after Katrina, you know, yeah. and they still were working on cleaning up the city. And I didn't know the area well, so they're they're like, hey, don't drive in this precinct or this district or this part of town and they're like don't drive over here and just you know stay out of these places and I didn't know my way around they like pretty much just stick to the highways and like uptown because I and it was the lockout season and on top of that the coach was Monty Williams like the drill sergeant you know uh, Byron Scott Pat Riley style real uh, push 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 and that's fine that's everybody has different styles um, but being like already 10 years in the league or nine years in the league like our practices, we'd have back-to-backs, and we'd have like a three-hour practice after the back-to-back. That's you just don't do that, man. You just don't do that. That's just that's just like a slap in the face for people. But like I guess when you're young players and you're losing, they they can make it back up by practicing more. It's like the opposite effect having you know played myself. And I don't think a lot of these coaches realized as the 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 years went on in the league that the game changed and it got a lot faster and a lot more pace and and so they were still grinding players when you just couldn't, I mean, you couldn't keep up anymore. But yeah. Was that what you were asking about Jack? I'm sorry. It, it, no, it was, it was. <laughs> and then the final, the, the final thing for me is it was Amari Stoudemire, wasn't it? Who you were describing as the overrated superstar. No, actually that's a good one though. Uh, <laughs> he, he was super. No, I mean, I mean, cause, because people, he was, I wouldn't say he was over. I'm not saying he was overrated. Uh, I'm just saying, he was on that cusp of being like really, really good and just good. He was good, but like he was so close. If he didn't have those knee injuries and different things, bro, man, he was like a pogo stick first early in his career, bro. He was a well, he was putting up the MV- he was putting up MVP numbers in New York before Melo got there. Right, and he was but they weren't winning. But uh, <laughs> so losing MVPs, you never get MVPs. You know, if you lose, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm trying, I wanted the last team that had an MVP with a losing season. Seriously, it's, I don't think they're are you that valuable of a player? Are you that? I know, time. but are you, bro, look this. Look, there's. I bet at the end of the year, their their record was a losing record. Well, that's when Melo came in halfway through. Because I don't think the Knicks have made the playoffs since Patrick Ewing. I don't know. I know that was, like when's the last bag. time the Knicks made the playoffs? Uh, I don't no, know they, the last no, time they, they made they it. Went, they went. Think. They went. They went. When Melo was there one year, I think it was 2013. They went. That's when that's when Amari punched the the glass and cut his hand. Oh yeah, him. cut his hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. But my point is, is like Amari was. That's not who I was talking about. And don't ask another time again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But for Mari, like we would, our whole goal was literally to try to stop his legs from moving, not like hurt him, but like you know how he'd have to like punch, jump, he'd have to like jump and then jump off two legs and go up because he's a two foot jumper. So we'd always try yeah. to get someone in front of his legs so he couldn't make that second like launch. We said stop the launch pad was like one of our goals. Yeah, right. And so that would be what we were trying to do, you know. In 2008, you defected. I don't know what else. To, I don't know what else to call it. But you, you, you left the U.S. of A. and you joined. Yeah, the- just yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you. I can't believe you just said that twice. I know why you did, but that's definitely a liberal point of view. Uh, <laughs> so let me let me ask you this. Were the Germans who supported the Jewish people defected because they oh left to escape tyranny? No, hold on. Tell, answer me this question. Were the Germans Where? who left to escape tyranny, were they defectors? <laughs> uh, were you escaping tyranny in the States to go play? Let me finish. Just answer my question. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want I to answer my question. Did they, were they defectors because they left Germany? Uh, I don't know. I think they were refugees, if anything. Okay, so the United States would not let me play for their team. They wanted me to play on the practice team that practiced against the team. So I, was, I wanted to do something extra. And I happened to have German grandparents, and so they gave me a passport, and I played for the German national team. And I played in the Olympics in 2008 and got crushed by almost every team except two. <laughs> Who would you guys beat? We, we beat uh, the African winner, I think it was Libya maybe, or who? Angola, Angola. And then we didn't beat China, but we, we, were, like, we lost at the buzzer to them. How did you fare against the States? How did you play? Mm, not good. <laughs> First time you've been quiet the whole show. <laughs> no. Oh, Rob, wow, that's deep, Rob. Uh, that cut me real deep. Uh, no, uh, honestly, they, their defense, because there's no three seconds in the key on, uh, you know, in the international play. Yeah. But they just had Dwight Howard just camped in the middle of the paint, bro, and, and when, in his prime when he was just eating everything that came by the rim. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I think I, I don't even know. I don't know how many points. I want to say 12, maybe eight. I don't really know. But, like, I wasn't good. It was just chucking stuff up. They were just too – I mean, they had, like, LeBron – Kobe, Jason, they had everybody you can think of, the best of the best, you know, and, and I wasn't even an all-star only one time. I mean, I was good, but I was, I mean, they're just, they're better than you. There's people that are just better than you. You just got to face the facts, man. <laughs> was so Dirk they punished everybody. They beat us by 30. Yeah, they beat us by 30 or 40. It was crazy. Were you two the only NBA players? Yeah. yeah. Elias Harris? Elias Harris. No, he didn't. He wasn't on that team. He was too young. Oh, it's a little oh, guy. Man. He was a little, little, little guy. guy. Good no, he wasn't a little guy. No, 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 no. Like I'm just saying. He, no, 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 no. I'm just saying he was at that point. He was 16 or something. Oh, yeah. little guy, young, yeah. young for yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> young for us. Yeah, he's <laughs> a good. He's a he's a he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I like hey. him. I, I spent some time with him on the second time around. You need to come out here so we can go mountain lion hunting. Do you have a good guide to hunt mountains? Oh, we got yes. a guy. Yes. We got a guy. We got a guy. Who is it? Who is it? His name is Kip. Got to trust a guy named Kip. Have <laughs> to. Sounds like the guy off of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no. We're good. We ran dogs and everything. We need to go. When did you go? I, I talked to you like a month. I talked January? to you like a week before I went. Uh, January, I yeah. think. Did you go to Jack? No, no, I didn't go. I want next time. I want to go. 
Maybe yeah. surprising from the left that he wants to hunt stuff. Oh, it's, I'm it, I'm down I'm down to kill a mountain lion for sure. One hundred. Jack is Jack is a weird anomaly. Jack's a weird he's liberal. Very, he's like a. He, he is. He hey, is. don't so, so, don't yeah. don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box, Chris, <laughs> and I won't put you in a defector box. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> or you're out of the box. Come out of the defector box. I had to I had to leave my nation because they didn't want me. They were they wanted me to. They didn't want me to play, so I had to try to find somewhere else to play. I was just trying to get some run in, Rihanna. I had a good experience, too. I enjoyed it. I bet. I mean, if, if I could be an Olympian playing for another country, I, I would do it. I'm not I'm – not, I'm not So, you know, a lot of people are like uh, anti-mountain lion hunters that are on the left. I'm surprised you're not. Are you for socialized medicine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I could do this all day long. I could do this all day long. <laughs> Jack, Chris, Jack, we're gonna have you back on this show. We're man. definitely gonna have you back on, and we're gonna we're gonna talk zero basketball. Yeah. Sure. Can we talk? Can we? How much time do we got? I mean, are we on the time? You got as no? much time as you need until Jack <laughs> has to go. I gotta I gotta go soonish. Okay, go what do we need to talk about, Chris? Jack, What's on your mind, Jack? I just wonder why you wear that. Like, are you a gamer too? Because that's kind of a gamer headset. No, I were I do radio from home, and so this is like uh, it looks shitty, but it's actually okay. like a. It's like a legit little microphone deal that I just work. No, it's not, yeah, you sound on. like yeah, especially with that the glitch in the matrix you had for a minute. There. It sounds like <laughs> a legit deal. I can I can only do so much with the internet connection. Only do so much. Oh God, Chris. yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Chris. You have made Rob. this show. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I'm do, I'm down for the mountain lion thing. Just let me know. Is it winter yep. time when you got to do it because the tracks? Yep. Yep. You gotta catch it. Yeah. You gotta. Do you uh, just buy tag? Do you just buy tag over the counter? I have friends. We can figure it out. Well, you want to do it legit because otherwise they take your hunting license. And I, I apply for a lot of different uh, hunting tags in a lot of different states. So we don't <laughs> I think it's get legit. That Kip's not going to steer you wrong. Kip's, Kip's not going to steer you wrong. I promise. And we go snowmobile. With a name like that, with a name like that, how could he? Bro, he's a mayor of a town in Idaho. Yeah. Mayor Kip. Northern really? Idaho. Yeah. 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 How'd you meet him, Rob? He's Man, a, I, he's buddy, you just need to come out here and I'll I'll show you all of Spokane, buddy. Let's get Chris Cannon oh, to his acting. What? What would I do something like that for? You don't want to go to a Zag game? No, I don't care about the Bulldogs. <laughs> Bro, I, I went to school in central Michigan. I was like oh. I would go there just to hang out with Rob. Maybe like that'd be about it. You'd you'd, you'd like Spokane. I'm you'd li- well, he loves. He, he's driven through Spokane. He likes Spokane because I've driven through there a few times. Yeah, you like it. I've driven through there. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's a lot of hunting, a lot of killing things. You'd be all about it. I had a moose in my yard not too long ago. Stop it right now! I swear. Why don't you I take swear. it down and get some meat, bro? Some of the most I can't shoot meat. on my property. I'm in like a no shooting zone where I live. Well, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I would never buy a house in a no shooting zone. What kind of what kind of critters? Sounds like, you, sounds, like, hey, sounds like you got some of Jack's people living around you. Yeah, there's there's, <laughs> there's, there's some of us in Spokane for sure. It's a still a blue state. Chris, yeah. what kind of what kind of critters? Is it a blue state? Yeah, Seattle. It is a blue state. That's because of Seattle. Seattle. That's because yeah. of Seattle. And you see what yeah. they did to the precinct over there. So that explains a lot. Isn't Michigan a blue state? 
Uh, we're on the edge. I think every year. Were you at the protest world. with your guns? Were you at the protest to open no. up your state? <laughs> between me and you, bro, I'm, I'm a – hey, listen, I'm a serious, like, Second Amendment guy. I love shooting guns. Right. and I, I know. I'm, you know, I, know. Old, I carry all my stuff and all that. But I'm just not the – I don't – I think that's way overboard. What's the point of bringing a gun to the Capitol to show that you've got a gun <laughs> and you can carry it? I just I don't understand that at all. The, what's the tell me the logic behind it? Like, do you I think someone's no going to shoot at you, and you need to have your you need to have your AR sitting right on your chest right here, so you're ready to roll? Like, are you, do you have? <laughs> I wonder if they have one, do they have one in the hole too? Are they ready to go or what? <laughs> I, like, I just like, don't get it. I don't understand it. I feel like those guys. Were, not, we gotta cut this show before we go down any more rabbit holes with this guy. I already see I where do, this is going. I do think that's a good point. <laughs> I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole, but I'm just, I just saw that. And oddly enough, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's fine to own guns and like carry them and do the things you want to do to, to protect yourself. But why do you need an assault rifle around your neck and shoulder? Right. It looks crazy. It looks I just, wild. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then the whole crap that's going on all, all over the place. It's just, it's tough, man. It's tough to understand some of it, but, but uh, at the end of the day, there's a reason for it. And, uh, I just, I just, I'm fine with the peaceful stuff, but like when it gets to like violence, like that's not even close to the answer. I don't understand how people get so far to that point on both sides. It's not just the left. It's the extreme rights and the extreme lefts. Right. And it doesn't seem like there's like, they don't have any type of, of give on either side. And like, there's just this clashes and it just, it's sad because people forget about what's important in life, you know, as your family and your friends and they just kind of that goes out the window and they just go out there and just, you know, just cause problems really on both sides. He's Chris Kamen. I think the overall message is violence is not the answer. That's something we can get behind. That's Chris. right, Jack. That's right. Chris. There's better ways. Chris, I appreciate your time. I 100% want to have you back. I think a lot of people are going to want to have you back. Thank Chris. you, man. Thank, Thank Chris Kamen, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what hey, else to say. Gentlemen. Hey, neighbor. Hey, hey neighbor. Neighbor. Hey, bro, don't do that, neighbor. <laughs> Thanks, neighbor. Hey, uh, actually, Chris, right, bro. usually we close every show with Rob giving us some kind of, like, uh, how, a, a Robism, what we, mm -hmm. like, a Confucius say kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You want one? I should send, I wish you guys could show us. I got a picture of these pictures of Rob when we play the Lakers. They're pretty outstanding. I don't know what he was doing, but we were at the Ritz-Carlton in Shanghai, and we we're on the top deck taking a team picture. And this dude took his shirt off. And he's got more tattoos than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. And like the dumbest tattoos, too. Like the, some of the dumbest tattoos I've ever seen in my life. I was just talking and about dumb he, tattoos today. And he, bro, and he has probably, I don't know, I haven't seen him as, with his shirt off. I mean, sound a little weird, getting a little weird here. But I haven't seen him with his shirt off in years. Uh, but I don't know how many other dumb ones he has now. But uh, there's just some dumb – he had his shirt off, and he was, like, doing an interview with his shirt off. And in my mind, I just think that's just, like, one of the perfect examples of how, how ignorant Rob is, you know, but at the same time, like, just fun, you know, just fun. Rob? It was crazy, Rob. Was like, I got pictures of it, Jack. I got pictures of oh, it. I I've, wish I could I've, show you the pictures. But I, oh, dude, I've seen him without a shirt talking to many men. I'll do this I'll do this show with my but shirt But he, he was on, like, KTLA News or something, like, with his shirt on. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, And the whole thing the NBA is, like, preaching is be professional. Use your shirt. If you got, like, something put on, don't just have a towel over your shoulder. Like, put your shirt on or your practice. <laughs> this dude's like, I'm turning it off. And he's got like he you can't see skin you can't see skin on his front at all or his sides. 
mean, yeah. there's like Tupac in there. I don't know who else he's got in there. A bunch of people. Snoop. Oh, man. Chris, we're going to do this again, brother. I love you, man. I yeah. appreciate Chris you coming on. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, tell me this, Jack. How do I end this little Zoom thing here? Just click you leave. Press the red button. Press the red button. All right. See you guys. Thanks. Bye, Chris. Bye, bud. Bye. See ya. Rob, uh, he didn't disappoint. <laughs> no, I told you. As we shut it down here, the show, do you have a Robism to, uh, to leave? Because I, be I thought Cayman was going to have one. I Maybe thought he, he was going to put, yeah. Uh, I think I'm kind of just, what just happened right there? That was a tale of like, what just happened? Uh, I'll leave you with, for he who thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.